Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Invasion by Story Archives. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside Zachary Newton, your other host. Welcome back. We are back with episode three, titled Orion. Zachy, are you much of a stargazer? Uh, no, not so much. I used to look when I was a little kid, but that's about it. So you don't know the story behind the constellation of Orion? I know the name. I don't know the story now. What's the story? No idea. That's why I was asking you. <laughs> Let's get into the episode a little bit, though. Um, as I was watching this, I was speaking to someone, and I was like, just someone who doesn't watch the show. I was mm-hmm. giving them hypothetical scenarios. I was like, would you rather be a soldier in a desert with all your comrades dead uh, near a town, but it's a town in Afghanistan, I think they're in? And you got a wound. You seem to have like a, a pretty decent wound on your shoulder, but you can treat it. Yeah. Would you rather be a woman in the midst of New York or on the outskirts of Long Island, right? Mm-hmm. With two kids and a husband you just found out cheated on you and was going to leave you had there not been an alien invasion? Would you rather be Mitsuki in Japan, whose girlfriend or mistress, I don't know, uh, I guess she's having an affair with Hinata. You just found out your girlfriend died in an alien type of situation in space, but you work for Japanese NASA. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather be Casper at the bottom of a rock quarry with your teacher nearly dead, your lifelong bully there causing you hell and low on your seizure produ- uh, reducing medication? All pretty crappy scenarios. I mean, all in all, Mitsuki's kind of on top, you know? Yeah. <laughs> in terms of situ- <laughs> direct situation and direct, um, you know, proximity to violence or danger. Yeah. Well, I she also hasn't really experienced this stuff firsthand. I mean, she's experienced the loss of mm-hmm. this, but she hasn't been attacked by some audible shockwave in the middle of a desert, nor has she driven off of a cliff. So, or or had her home windows blown open yet. So, yeah, I think she's sitting pretty right now for the most part. Yeah. Well, you know who's about to be blown away by an audible sonic wave? The people listening to this podcast. The people listening to this <laughs> podcast, because we're about to do some housekeeping. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Invasion. We hope you're enjoying our coverage of season one as we look forward to season two premiering on August 23rd. We're also covering Foundation. That's kind of our main show of focus. You'll notice it in our show title. And we're doing season two commentary, dropping instant reactions and deep dives every week. So stay tuned for those on Thursdays or Fridays and then Sunday nights. And if you didn't catch season one of Foundation and need to catch up on that, we got you covered there with season one commentary, as well as some other shows that we've covered like Silo, Peaky Blinders, Last of Us, and some others, like Black Mirror Season 6, that we are progressing through at a snail's pace. In addition to that, my friend Zachary Newton here has produced a beautiful facelift of our website at Soapbox at House. You should go visit and you should tell your family and friends to gather around to see one of the seven wonders of the world. Maybe it's the eighth. It's our website. <laughs> and it's an active, growing work of art as we continue to add more features to it. We thank you all for supporting the show. Thanks to you. Our rankings aren't doing too bad. We're fighting for number two and three in Foundation. We're competing with David Goyer himself, the showrunner. David, if you're listening to this show, hey, uh, 
you know, we'd love to meet you. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's continue with the show. We have a newsletter you can join. Check out the links in the description of our episodes. As always, if you want to support the show, we are an independently owned podcast production company. And send us an email at contact at soapbox.house with your theories. We are developing a little bit of a stash there for foundation, but we want to hear what you think of our shows. And as always, leave us a review if you are enjoying the show. If you're not, just um, shut up. Anyway, (laughs) um, let's get into the episode, shall we? Let's do it. Left me with one word in mind throughout the entire episode. Orion? No. What? Wajo. Wajo. You know, Wajo feels a bit demonic. It's the reason I kind of like get creeped out whenever I hear it. (laughs) It just kind of reminds me of that. Um... Let's talk about Mitsuki in Japan. I mean, she's kind of in a daze, right? Where she's kind of mourning a bit through the loss of Hinata. And I don't know about you, but if if I'm turning on the news like she is, and I mm-hmm. see the entire world in turmoil and chaos, I would have a little bit more of emotion on my face. But perhaps losing your the love of your life is just the medicine you need to kind of be emotionally prepared for an alien invasion. Yeah, I mean, if if you come, to, you know, I that was a, I had a similar thought with um, Trevante. That is his name, right, Trevante? Trevante Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like he's experienced loss, loss. Like he's had this near death scenario. Like mm, I, yeah. it's kind of like once you almost die. Or like it reminds me of Peaky Blinders when when they come back from the war. Yeah, and they're just like they're like I've already experienced death. I'm a different person now. I'm kind of like unchained. I can do whatever I want to do or whatever I need to do. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, everybody, the one thing that all these characters have in mind, except for our friend in Oklahoma who is nowhere to be found at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm even forgetting the name of the sheriff. Do you remember what his name is? Jim Bell? Name. Jim Bell? John that Bell? sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, Sam Neill plays him. And uh, he, last we saw him was he was in a hole with a alien stinger in the back of his neck, at least it seems like. Yeah. Anyways. Our four leads here all are dealing with some of the worst circumstances you could possibly find yourself in, in the midst of an alien invasion occurring. Uh, now, they could be blessings in disguise, right? Uh, yeah. if, I, if, if I had it my way, I'd probably... I know last, last week we did a draft. We said, who would you rather be? Mm-hmm. If you're taking doing an NFL draft, snake order style, you know, yep. who are you taking? We could redraft right now. And see how you're feeling, but maybe do our rankings. What are your rankings from wor- from best to worst situation currently? Interesting. So I'm still going with Trevante as my number one. I'd rather be the guy with a gun in the desert. This is the best case scenario. Yeah, gotcha. I mean it's kind of peaceful, right? Like you're in nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see miles away if there's some thing coming to you, and if it is, I mean you're done anyway. So there's not much mm-hmm. you can do. Um, so I, I would probably stick with him to be num- my number one. Uh, number two, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Mitsuki. Three would be Anisha and four would be Casper. Four is Casper. You know, yeah. I'm, so here's the thing. If I had to draft it, I'm not yeah. taking Trevante first. Why? Because <laughs> it's not just that he's in the desert. It's that he's in the desert. He has to reunite with his family at some point. Remember, he has a family. Yeah, he does. We haven't met them yet, but he's going to have to reunite with them. So, he's in the Middle East. He doesn't understand the language in this place. Mm-hmm. For all you know, he's dealing with some, you know, Al-Qaeda or ISIS or some 
you know, extremist thing. He got no signal out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, not where I want to be. Not just all my comrades are dead. As far as you know. As far as I know. Okay. So he's not number one. I got to go Mitski number one. Just simply because she works for JASA. Okay? okay. So she's on the end. She's in the end with the government. So she has a high probability of survival. She's not attached to anybody. Okay. Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> Anymore. Uh, she doesn't seem to have much of an attachment to her family, which is not a good thing, but it just means that she is high chance of survival. We're talking about chances of survival here. Mm-hmm. Or eh, we could talk overall situation. I got a soft spot for Casper's situation because he's got his crush on the bus. Yeah. Okay. Home, you know, home life's not good. Okay. He has a wheel bound, uh, wheelchair bound mother. So she's not going to fare too hot in this alien invasion unless somebody went and picked her up. Um, and threw her down the stairs again? Yeah, her. we found out that Casper's dad is the reason that... Wow, you reminded me of Monty the way you almost laughed at that. Um, <laughs> I couldn't help it and then I felt bad that I did. No, I'm it's because like, you're a bully. And then I was like, but wait, it's just a show. You're so, a bully. Okay. I get uh. accused of being a bully, but you're <laughs> the bully here. Um, I have a darker sense of humor. Yes, for sure. Um... <laughs> um we find that out about Casper, but I have the soft spot for Casper's situation because he's got his crush there and things seem to be going well with, the, with his crush, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I get the soft spot for him in this situation, but it's not, it's not like if I, were, if I were ranking the situations that I would want to be in, that wouldn't be one of them, right? Yeah. I'd be like, well, the bus just fell 100 feet down into this hole that we can't climb out of. And I'm going to have, what, a seizure in front of, I guess at this point, my <laughs> girlfriend, because I've got one pill left. Not yeah. the situation I want to be in. And, and all of the, plus, I mean, he's surrounded by a bunch of bullies. Like, that's why he's last place for me. But go for it. Go for it. Who's, who's next in your, in your ranking? I agree with you. Casper's probably number three. Trevante's two on my list. So we got to switch around there. You got Trevante okay. one. I think you're doing a little bit of Monday morning quarterback with Trevante. Because a nomad scoops him up and saves him. However, um, if you didn't know that before the nomad picks him up, his his situation is not looking too hot. No, um, but I, I did pick him in the last episode, though. You did, yes. I think. I think you did. Um, I thought you picked Anisha first. No, I don't think so. I, I, I said I'd, I'd rather be... Uh, the guy the, you just want to have a gun. gun you just want a gun surrounded yeah. by a bunch of other people with weapons. That well, now you know that all the comrades themselves. are dead. Exactly. I do. I do. But you know, I'm I'm banking the fact that I, I'm the only one left that I might not die. By the way, these guns didn't do a lot of good against these aliens. No, uh, they did not. So, okay, I think Anisha's got to be the worst situation here, just emotionally and just. Nah, maybe Casper, bro. See, he's that, at the bottom of a rock like, quarry. Like, Casper is like, he's like at death's door, right? Like, if any little thing goes wrong, and we're not even talking about aliens at this point. Yeah, Casper's four. Is he's Casper's down four. there like an, a couple hours too long, I imagine he would he would die. So, that's, yeah, Cas- that's my reasoning for it. Casper's four. I'm just thinking of the whole niche situation with Ahmed, and I'm just like, she's got to be stuck with this guy. It sucks. But because she's got her kids, dead. you know? Yeah. Also, she's got two little kids. That is not the greatest situation in the world for an alien invasion. I thought Manny was going to run away in this episode again. Uh, yeah, and it was co- it was totally cut that way to make us think that at the gas station. 
I was like, don't do it, man. Don't freaking do it. What do you think about it? not a great marketing moment for uh, Tesla as they pull their Tesla into the gas <laughs> station? They can't get it charged because I don't think there's any, I don't know what's going on there, but there's just no, no way to get the Tesla charged. So Anisha ends up stealing a family's car that had a lot of kids. If you saw that little sticker in the back, they mm-hmm. had like five kids in that, yeah. on that car. So, not a not a move that really makes me like Anisha. Also, would, you know, I would you I do the same like, thing? Yeah, I mean, if if it, if it were coming down to it, probably. Like, let me let me pose I, the question better for the put, audience. I would put my family first. Yeah. If you're out there, audience members, you got your your husband or your wife, you got your two kids, your brand new Tesla that you were trying to save the world with, you know, for for Greenpeace <laughs> and climate change, it's gone completely wrong. Now you need a gas guzzling fossil fuel eating car and you got to save your family now and it requires you to steal somebody's car are you doing it they got five kids you look at that little sticker in the back they got five little kids next to the two adults all right mm-hmm. taking those keys zach I, I mean i already told you my answer if, i'm taking if, those if keys coming man. down to it it was life or death i'm putting myself and my family first so yeah I, those would, keys. I would i would probably do that hate me or don't hate me, I would. If I'm Elon Musk, I don't even let that, I don't let that, my Tesla inside of this show. I don't let it happen. Go get a Rivian. You want to go do something negative about electric vehicles? <laughs> You're not going to use a Tesla for this. I would say, hey guys, you know we have solar panels that you could put on the car. Right? Yeah, yeah. rent out some solar panels. Just drive down the road and have it charged somehow. That'd be great. Oh, I think they have that. I think that's already a thing on Tesla's. It might be. I, I, I almost. I'm I almost 100 really percent positive. It. I feel like I've heard something recently about that, but I have. No, I think it's old. I think it's been out for a few years now. They have like the hmm. the solar panel. It's expensive, of course, but. Uh, I mean, I know you can get the solar panels for your roof, right? Like you for, can get that whole system. Yeah, it's like you put it on the roof of the car, and it powers the car. That would be the best case scenario for one of these. You have a cyber truck with like a solar panel on top, the, charges your car. The only thing is, that it would be such a slow charge, and you're dependent on. Of course. Like really good solar light at that point. Go to the desert. Anyways. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what do you think of this whole, with the Casper situation on the bottom of the quarry, immediately everything goes very much to tribalism, right? The strongest mm-hmm. rise to the power structure. Yeah. Monty and his little bully brigade end up being in charge of food rationing. Somehow this kid, even in the face of death, manages to be absolutely evil. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a pure evil because there's moments in this episode where you're expecting some sort of empathy or you're expecting some sort of character change. And you think you had it too. Yeah. But no, not Monty. In the face of death, he doesn't care. No. I think he was telling the truth about his father though. Do you? He could have been, but he was not sincere in any way in that whole conversation. It totally could have been true. Yeah. But uh man, I was just like, son of a did he just really do that? Did you catch that when the doctor and uh, not the doctor, the teacher who was driving the bus, he's doing very poorly. He's like been impaled by a, a metal rod mm-hmm. in the bus, okay? He says it was raining metal. Yeah. Do you think that metal could have been Hinata's ship? Mm, I don't think enough of I don't think it was that big for it to come down 
Well, you here, I'm, and I also don't think it would have been in this tight of a grouping, right? Like if something well, that's what I'm smashed into that up, they're like, I feel like it would just be scattered all over. Well, there there were several. I do remember there were several scattered everywhere. Like there was explosions all over the field and stuff like that. Just yeah, but one. It, I mean, it was still centralized. Like it was still in a general area. Like I, I feel like it. Like when I say spread apart, I mean like. I don't know, like a piece landed in another country because it just entered or or it entered the atmosphere at just a slightly different angle, different speed, different Maybe, location. maybe. I feel like it would be really, really far away. It would be interesting, an interesting way of tying together the storylines though of like how, how everybody's world intersects, you know? Yeah. And how like somebody's story in Japan comes and affects these kids over in London. That'd it be would be. Cool. It would be. When Anish was at the gas station, did you notice the newscast, uh, like the coverage was saying that these are coordinated international attacks? They said it's the one of the biggest, they're assuming it's a terror attack on a global mm. scale, right? Yeah. So, the aliens are attacking. It's official. They are attacking. Un- unconfirmed coordinated attacks mm-hmm. everywhere. Is See, look, I watched the show, but I'm, at this point, I'm forgetting what everything means. Is, yeah. wa- is Wajo like a a hostile word, you know, because it's pretty much confirmed. They're not there for peace. They're not here to negotiate. They're here to take over. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, right? Like, you know, I do think that the alien or alien ship or whatever we saw in the Mm -hmm. last episode, at the end of the last episode, it did attack, but attacked in response to being attacked. You know, if, if I look at the ship, um, you know, that, that the, the JASA ship that got hit, like, could it have been intentional or just like, you know, you, you, you're driving your car through outer space and you, you T-bone somebody else. Yeah, like a pretty bad um, driver to T-bone it, somebody I, in space. It would be a pretty bad driver. Not yeah, a lot of traffic up there, that. Zach. No, I know that, but I'm still, I don't yeah. know. I guess I'm giving the <laughs> the aliens the benefit of the doubt here. Have we dis- have they decided to to outright attack everybody? Are they just kind of like mounting up and securing positions, and then they're gonna go on like you know some maneuver to to take over these these cities and these places? I don't I don't really know yet. I was right about them about something being outside the ship. I don't know what I saw, but the the Japanese astronauts Nahinata. They all say, what is that? What is that? So, they see something outside the ship, which yeah. hap- has to be an alien spacecraft that takes them out. I would imagine. Yeah. Probably one of those sonic booms just to open up the hole of the ship or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, can you have a sonic boom Can sound travel through space? space like that? Like, I don't think so. It's a vacuum, right? Like, if, like, there's no... My understanding of outer space is there's no sound, right? Like... Uh, if you go look at Star Wars and all of the explosions and fire and late, like it would just be a silent battle in real life. So, like, I don't even know if that could be like a legit thing for these aliens to even do, like have some shockwave sort of thing that goes through outer space. If you happen to be some scientist or have a better understanding of space, please write in and let us know. But I don't, I don't think that would be the case. I feel like the ship had to have been rammed by another another ship or another object not so much just like a a wave well we have to assume that these aliens wherever they came from have to be ridiculously technologically advanced because yes. they have come into our solar system undetected right mhm and if they came from a different solar system or a different galaxy or wherever you know 
Yeah. I don't know what the term is, galaxy or universe, whatever. Could be could be both, I guess. They have means that we do not have, which, by the way, why us? You know, could it be, I guess that there's, there's not much life-sustaining um, possibilities on other planets. Maybe that's the reason they found us, but I'm sure, well, who knows? Maybe we never get those questions answered in season two, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, th- that is the one thing that I, that I always think about with alien shows. It's like, why come here out of all the places that you could go? to just destroy us right like there i'm sure there are other uh life sustaining planets out there in some galaxy somewhere far far away um why come here just for a fight well if you were the alien general which like where are you going after first what do you mean like, what's your game plan? Here? Yeah. What are you doing? Well, I don't know. What 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 am I? Uh, what cities are you going after? You're a general. You're a general of the alien <laughs> brigade here. What cities are you going after first? Go. I would. I would go after uh, DC. Going after DC? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think. I think a solid choice like DC, New York. Um, I think I'm trying to make sense of where like the where the navy like where the like the biggest concentration mm-hmm. of our navy and air forces that's probably where i'm going just attacking where they're obviously figuring out hey this particular country over here has a has a lot more than everyone else yeah <laughs> we gotta do something <laughs> about these guys mm-hmm. over here um but who knows um mitsuki is on a plan to find out what happened to hinata because the Japanese government is now taking over Jasa, which makes sense, right? You know, you're going to have the government come in. They want to survive. So, they're going to just kind of consolidate as much power as possible. Yeah. Start, get, start getting communication across the board. Um, and she is able to sneak away to the server room and start to decode, I guess, the transmissions from Hinata's ship, like the last transmissions. Yeah. By the way, dedicated friend of hers, Kaido here, who looks like uh, the singer Joji, but way older. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs with her against all protocol to this server room. Are you doing that for a friend? Probably not. Nah, not unless everybody I know is dead and I'm bored to death. Yeah, yeah, Probably yeah, yeah. not, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anisha at the motel. This is the first time we get to see her actually talk to Ahmed about the situation in their marriage, right? Ahmed mm-hmm. doesn't feel loved by Anisha. Uh she's pretty much sitting there saying i've done everything i can do you know and she does seem to like have been in love with him she still seems to love him right yeah he just seems to be an insecure guy who doesn't feel loved by his wife right maybe he wants like a fresh uh you know something to spice up his life a little bit and he's feeling a little bit too sorry for himself but did you notice when he goes and leaves the room wakes up the kids right kind of selfishly after she kind of pokes fun at him at this American dream, I guess he has, or I don't know what dream he has, because they're obviously feeling some sort of racial prejudice, right? People are just super racist towards them as being Middle Eastern, because they're yeah. literally in the gas station, and the guy calls them Osama immediately, Yeah, um, which is just, it just kind of rips the cover off of like a racist 
underbelly because the world is assuming this is a terror attack, right? And they're in New York. So you're you're ripping the band-aid off of anybody there who feels a certain way towards anybody Middle Eastern, which is why we can only assume that his name or his alias is Manny. Yeah, I, I think uh I definitely think they, they go by different names here to avoid some of this. Personally, I feel like they're kind of overdoing it with like the racist tones. Like I just Oh, that I mean, would definitely that would definitely come out, Zach. That would oh, definitely I, come out. Well, all right, yeah, sure. You know, maybe in a gas station, but like it's every scene with them. No, it's been two scenes so far: the attack in the neighborhood, uh-huh. right, and the gas station. That's and it. Those are the only two places we've been. <laughs> yeah, but it hasn't happened in every scene with the, with these two. He's lit- he's literally having an affair with a white woman. It's not like every single person is prejudiced against him. It's just. There are certain people in, I guess, their neighborhood that are definitely taken out on them for being Middle Eastern. Yeah. Well, like Anisha said, Manny and Mandy. Sounds cute. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the title of the episode. <laughs> Did you catch that the motel concierge uh, was totally onto him with his little affair phone call in the oh, office? Absolutely. Absolutely. It I wasn't mean, like he was trying to hide it. If he was, he was not doing a good job. He was, but Anisha makes a comment about the king, the king size bed, mm-hmm. where she says it's not for them. Yeah, that's pretty true much. Too. It's that she doesn't want to share a bed with him. Yeah. So he picks up his phone here when he goes to sleep on the floor, feeling bad for himself. Mm-hmm. He's definitely scrolling through, through photos of Mandy for sure. Absolutely. You gotta hide down and lay on your left side so you can see if she peeks over the bed. Yeah. <laughs> What are your thoughts here of what to do next? I'm going to ask you since you're the, the you know, you're the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen next. What, do you, what are you going to do? Let me put you, as we end this episode, Zach, alien invasion prepper here. This is a new segment of the show where we ask Zach what he would do oh, as boy. the characters in this show. And we'll see how <laughs> much it lines up with this as the season progresses. Let's start with Trevante who's in the middle of the desert with the nomad who's going to take him to this village called Dishu to hopefully reconnect with his comrades. Well, I, I think Trevante is on, on the right path here. I, I think I would be doing what he's doing and trying to link up with people that are familiar to you, that you can truly communicate with. Um, that would be where I would be headed to, not just like aimlessly wandering in the desert somewhere. So I agree with him on this one. I, I think that's an easy one for me. Next steps after that. Uh, next steps after you, that. You stop I would doing set these, up camp stop doing in like these the middle cutter. of the desert. No, I, I would set up camp in the middle of the desert and just like forget about the rest of the planet. Even your wife over in the states. Well, they seem to be having some issues. So you just cut. You're just cutting <laughs> it clean. You're cutting I mean, it clean. It could off. be dead, right? <laughs> like she doesn't know. All right. <laughs> On to Mitsuki, who's in the server room. She's just decoded this footage from Hinata and she's discovered that the aliens are saying something. Mm-hmm. How are you using this to your advantage as Mitsuki? Or what are you doing here? Because you might get arrested in the next I episode. think she would definitely be getting arrested after pulling that stunt. I think her only option is going to be to, to be playing the audio and being like, listen, and hope... <laughs> To God, that somebody gives a shit that <laughs> you you got an audio snippet that just says "Wajo" over and over. Okay, all right. Um, Anisha. Anisha. 
you got your two kids, mm-hmm. you got this cheating spouse, and you're in a motel yeah. with a stranger's car that you've stolen. What are you doing? How? What is the? What is the move? I'm driving you? to the mountains. I want to get away from the city. I want to get away from from just the, the insanity. Mm-hmm. I want to get him farther away from the the guy that or the girl that she's cheating on her with. <laughs> if I said that properly. Mm-hmm. Um. Might uh, see how see how he plays out. And if if he straightens up, maybe he'll he'll stick along. And you know, if not, I might. Leave him in the Volvo that I stole. All right. And Casper. Casper. <clears throat> I would be sitting in a corner, not moving, and hoping that I don't have a seizure. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I, again, I don't really know what causes it, what triggers it, but I would be extremely you'd be breaking, nervous. Only have one, you'd be breaking those pill. tablets in fours. I, yeah, I mean, so I'd, hopefully, hopefully I could, but I mean, that's only going to be a little bit of help. I mean, he's he's got to get out. He's got to find medicine. Like, I feel like they're going to have to get picked up by like like a rescue helicopter or some random thing like that. I, I don't quite know how they're going to get out of there. What doesn't make sense to me is that quarries usually, there's like a way to get a truck up and down out of a quarry. And it did not look like it. It looked like a just like i don't know like just a straight drop off it's like a 90 degree it's got to be a rock quarry well why would that just be there i don't know it was really weird but i mean the fact that they're staying down there makes me believe that there's not any obvious way up and it didn't look all that big like it looked deep but it was small enough that it seemed like you could see all edges around you so um limited food too yeah, just a couple bags of like Funyuns and whatnot. Horrible. Definitely yeah. the worst situation of the four, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, even if when you get out of the hole, you're in the middle of the countryside. So, good luck. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like there's no, like, sure, you were supposed to be somewhere six hours ago. You also don't know about the craziness that's going on in the world. But let's say this place that you were going to was going to send some group of people to try and find you. Unless you're literally airborne, you're not going to know what happened. It's, no. it's not obvious that this uh, bus ran off the road into this massive quarry or hole or whatever you want to call it. Yep. Yep. All right. That about does it. Uh, that is That about covers episode three for us here. Uh, we thank you all for tuning in. We, think you, we hope you enjoyed the episode. And we already did our housekeeping there. So check out the show notes for any of our links to our website. Our emails, contact at soapbox.house if you want to drop us an email, how you're liking the show, if you got any comments about Invasion, Foundation, or anything else we've covered, or you just want to say hello. And subscribe to our newsletter as well. Zach, I will toss the outro to you. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Invasion by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. We have a bunch of different playlists there for the different shows that we've been covering. You can visit our website at soapbox.house. Email us at contact at soapbox.house. And there are two links in the description below, one to sign up for our quarterly newsletter, and the other is to fill out a survey, a questionnaire that we're putting out. Um to anybody that wants to give us some insights as we continue to grow the channel grow the community we want to we want to build it with your feedback in mind so uh, we'd love to hear from you there awesome thank you all for tuning in until next time take care